Good afternoon. Good all of that. All of that. Because we really don't know when our listeners actually listen to the podcast. So Sure don't. Whatever it is for you, good that for you. Yeah. Also, back to school. Back to school. So happy back to school for people who, mm-hmm. you know, your kids are finally back in school. You sick of them badass kids or, you know, you just need some rest to yourself. And so excited to have your kids back in school. I have been hearing a lot of like, not good back to school stories though like mm-hmm. school wasn't ready teachers weren't ready it's it's mayhem back at the schools but either way <laughs> mayhem, mayhem. Happy mayhem back to school and and very important mm-hmm. happy football season for the men of the momentum advisors podcast listening group <laughs> okay i've always for those said who this partake. for, for those, those who, partake. who partake in football season it's your time Shout out to you. You've been waiting long enough. And now it's yeah. about it's about you guys. I always say, specifically for the men, I know women watch football as well. Um, but I always say for the men, I think men are at their best during football season. Yeah, I will say the the month for men who partake in sports and particularly in football who are not boycotting anymore. Yeah. It's it's October. October, you got the NBA, you got baseball. The um, you know, the World Series. Anybody doing all that? Nobody's doing all that. Football, but I'm telling you, like for guys that are like true, like toxic men like me, like <laughs> we really like the fall for sure. Yeah. Either way, I know y- y'all can have basketball, baseball, and all of that, but nothing. It doesn't really hit until football season drops in, Fine. and I recognize that up until that point, y'all just feel like y'all don't have nothing for yourselves. Y'all feel stressed. <laughs> you don't have nothing to do with yourselves. You don't know where to go on the weekends. You're kind of yeah. lost. You're running we errands. Just... Everybody's asking you to do something. But football season is the one time I feel like people respect, ah, oh, Sunday night. Oh, it's Monday night. Oh, now oh, it's Thursday. Like, they respect yeah. when you say, yo, the do game they? is on. They don't respect that when it's an NBA game. Not like that. But when it's yeah. a football game. Like they're like you could you could say the game is on and people will leave you alone and I think men need that so welcome to your um mental health season <laughs> men we respect it glad y'all yeah. are back men are more patient during football season it's it's they're less stressed so it also depends on how your team does because like listen I mean if you're Allen and your team is the yeah. Jets well do you feel optimistic about this year considering well, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm still I'm still like a one foot in, one foot out on football and on the oh Jets. I, I will be at the home opener. Then how and, are you? Uh, you're two feet in you're two feet in buying tickets and in person. I didn't you're... buy I didn't buy the tickets. Listen, listen, Alan been one foot in and one foot out, but buying paraphernalia and going to games for the last three years. And throwing it out. I throw my stuff out often. And buy new stuff. Have, reluctantly like it just shows up at the house whatever so happy football season to alan and all the fellow specifically again the men i know women we watch football as well but it's different it doesn't hit with us as hard even if we have like a diehard team you know it's just different um so i'm excited for y'all again men open the doors more take out the trash more it's just y'all are just nicer when it's football season that's a fact that's a fact so we should talk today about something that people probably would expect we talk about all the time, but we, we actually don't. never do. We, we don't. Never do. Yeah, it's the obvious thing to talk about. So I don't think we skirt it because it's obvious. We just think we know that there are so many more complex topics and issues and concerns that our listeners have that we have, like as human beings, as a people. And so we address those things. But I think today is time to just kind of like address the elephant in the room. Budgeting. And budgeting. Do you budget? 
do you know mm. what budgeting is? I know it sounds foreign in the world of social media when everybody's balling, everybody's popping and, you know, y'all securing the bag. Um, mm. But in the world of your bank account and mm. uh, real life income, do you budget? And if so, or if not, how do you budget? What type of it? budget do you use? Where do y'all you start? Know. Y'all don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I think a lot of people just think like, I'm a cut back. <laughs> and that was the budget like no yeah. that that's not the budget like you really do there's a process to this and it, and it's not yeah. something that you can just jump into you have to prepare for it and you have options i hope you know that you actually have options to what type of budgeting you choose to do or what budget style works for you so we are going to finally talk about the elephant in the room uh do you budget which budget is better for you one of the reasons why I wanted us to talk about it this morning is what's crazy. I'm headed to a meeting in a few minutes with a college football player who's making six figures. Like there's all kinds of people making money right now that it's new money for them. And imagine being 18, 19 years old, making six figures. And the reason why is like, you know, they're paying college football players now. Yeah. It made me think, like we, we talk a lot about making more money, but we don't always talk about what to do with it in terms of budgeting. We talk about how to invest it. But, um, you know, whether you are the 18 year old or the 58 year old, I think everybody needs to at least have a budget in your mind, even if you're not walking around with slips of paper in your pocket. Old school. Yeah. I think folks need to know where their money's going and make sure that it's eventually working for you in terms of investments. But before you can get to that, you got to be saving. Yeah, so I think about budgeting today. I think that people think that our job is to help you make so much money or protect or save or have so much money that you don't have to budget. And that's not what we do. Um, you know, for a lot of people, you will always be on a budget. It might be a super comfortable budget. It might be like a really or a tight budget, whatever the case is. It's really based on your goals. It's not based on what we say. But whatever the case is, like our job is to make sure you understand your money, grow it and kind of have a plan for it. So, you know, we talk about budgets with our clients all the time. Uh, put you on Front Street. Alan, you have a budget? Uh, roughly. I do roughly, and here's the way I I budget, right? I basically figure out how much money I need for the month, and I try to put that into one account and not add to it. And spend it on down. I try to tell my wife at the beginning of the month, this is what we have for the month. Make it work. For years, I've sat in the office with you, and um, you don't have a strong history of making it work for the month. I definitely stay hearing you move money into the account yeah so so what i try to do is do my saving first so i usually let's say i'm making um you know a thousand dollars for the month um (laughs) i'm just making up numbers no what i try to do is i try to take x dollars and just put them off to the side right up front leaving what i think we need to work on for that month and then try to make that work. And, and if it doesn't work, then I, I dip back into the savings and slide a little bit back over. Okay, but, so you said, though, that you put money in the bank account and let your wife know what you guys have for the month. Do y'all talk about it or do you just text her, this is the number, the first of the month, here's the number, make it work. Or do y'all talk about, hey, here's our number. What do we, other than our like regular expenses, are there any outlier things that we need to pay for or that you're interested in for this month so we can understand? No, 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 not really. Like really, here's the talk, like towards the end of the month, like, yo, things are getting tight. There's no more money coming in or things are getting tight. I could add a little bit, you know, Mm because we get paid as financial advisors, we get paid once a quarter. Right. So like really, so back in the day, I used to put the whole quarter and that that did not work out well so now i just keep it off to the side and i slide it in as needed for the quarter but like we'll talk about big things like a vacation um but then there's like little things that i don't really get involved with like you know we might have somebody clean the house or cut the grass or clean the pool you know um i don't talk about all of those things as they come up um, again, kind of, I, I try to think about budgeting. Like, remember when you were younger, Tiffany, a long time ago, Mm-mm. um, Yesterday. When, you, when you would know your account balance at almost all times, because <laughs> right? that's like, not even, mean, that's not even a long time ago for a lot of people. It really depends on your situation. If you don't got it, you know, your bank account balance right now. 
Like if it's, it comes a time where you cross over the threshold of I'm doing all right. I feel comfortable. So I don't check my balance all the time. But if you're not in that place and you still don't got it yet, you know your balance right now. You know it right now. Yeah. You're going to know it in two hours. You're going to know it tonight. Yeah. Can I just tell you a quick story of how you know I don't know my account balances anymore? Here we go. That's first of I, all, that was a flex. For y'all who didn't pick up a, on it, no, this it's not is a flex. now the flex. Go ahead, Alan. It's not a flex. Like I, I really am focused on making money and accumulating wealth. And sometimes I just am not paying attention to falling. Whatever. So I'm at this charity event and it's a beautiful charity. It, it's an innocence project, raises money to really try to get folks exonerated from crimes that they did not commit. And as most charity events go, they say, look, text this number if you want to pledge. Okay. And I texted the number. I wanted to pledge. It was like, let's say three or $400. Okay. Three or four figures. Go ahead. Three or $400, like dollars, not thousands figures. of dollars, mm -hmm. whatever. So I then get a, a, like a text back like a week or two later. Thank you for your contribution of $4,000. Alan. And I'm like, whoa, wait, what? And, <laughs> and then I forget about it. Then I'm at the office and I get a letter, like a formal letter, like, thank you so much for your gift of four thousand. I'm like, did I give four thousand and I didn't realize that I typed the wrong? And, and to be honest, Tiffany, I still don't know to this minute. I don't know if I gave that much. Why don't you just go online and check your bank account, Alan? I know, I know. This is why I'm trying to say, like, budgeting. What I need were you help drinking. With what were you drinking that night? I don't know. Must have been Cisco. <laughs> it must have been, been something, something wino adjacent. Because I don't know to this the, day. The fact that you will not just log in online and check and see what you gave that could resolve all this. First of all, it's gone. It don't really matter if, if yeah, it was four hundred or four thousand. I can't but it's go gone. back. I can't go back. No, you're not about like, to embarrass our firm. Yeah, we gave like, four thousand dollars. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> that yeah. hopefully you'll match that contribution next year. But we have to start talking about budgeting, if not for our listeners, clearly for Alan Boomer. Oh All right. Gosh. So first things first, like, do y'all even know like what a budget is? I know people say it, you hear it all over social media. It's not like some magic pill. It's not like some magical thing um that represents like, you know, oh, life is just less stressful, or whatever. Honestly. You know, a budget really is, it's a plan for every dollar that comes in the door. That's it. It's just creating a plan mm -hmm. for every dollar that comes into your household. Whether you're aware of it or not, but you really want to focus on the money that you are aware of that comes into the household. And what I mean is like if you're gifted money, if you win money, if there's a windfall of money, um, you want to budget for that as well. But that might not be a part of your preliminary or kind of foundational plan. To understand your budgeting process, you have to figure out your after-tax income. Matter of fact, I'm going to take a step back. You actually have to have some income. If you don't Ooh. have any income, Ooh, there's that. <laughs> you don't need to budget. Okay, like there really isn't much to budget unless, you know, there are those circumstances like you and your wife, right? Like if you are a stay-at-home spouse. And, you know, your spouse kind of, you guys share a bank account or there's a dollar amount that's afforded to you every month or whatever the case is, you probably need to budget that. But for most of our listeners, you will need to have an income in order to have a need to budget. With that income, though, you need to figure out your after-tax income. So many times we ask people what they make, right? And the number is the gross number, right? I make however many hundreds of thousands of dollars. But then when we ask, well, what do you bring home? They're a little bit lost. And for a lot of people, they just don't know, right? They are aware that taxes are taken out. They know it's not as much as they wish it was. But I don't actually know. You need to actually look at your pay stub, whether that's online, in person, if you need to go to HR. For so many people, it's direct deposit. You don't really pay attention until it's tax time. But you need to understand how much money comes into your house. A lot of people are spending money based off of their gross pay and are understanding why things aren't working or, you know, they're running out of money every month or every two weeks because you are focused on that gross pay. You are not bringing that money home unless you're committing a crime. I'm just going to have to go ahead and put it like that. 
So figure out your after-tax income. That's after uh, taxes, if you're contributing to your 401k, your health plan, your life insurance, whatever is taken out of your check, like directly, automatically taken out of your check, what is that number? Tax. After that is when you start to choose a budgeting plan. And we're going to go through a variety of different options on what budgeting plan works for you. But it's not until you know that number that you can even start looking at a budgeting plan. Once you pick a budgeting plan, then you start to track your progress. For everybody, mm -hmm. there's nobody in this world that just starts doing something on day one and you're, and you're great at it. So it's going to take some work. It's going to take some coming to Jesus moments. It's probably going to take a couple of sacrifices here and there, but mm -hmm. you have to track your progress every month. Look and see if I stayed on budget. Did I even do the budget? Did I even look at the budget? Did I forget there was a budget? Mm -hmm. All the different things you need to track your progress and don't beat yourself up. I'm being honest. Like you're not going to be great on the first day. But you will get better as long as you're being honest about the progress that you're making over time. It's baby steps. Trust me, it is baby steps. Eventually, you want to get to a point, hopefully, where you can automate some of this stuff. There's enough apps. There's enough online platforms and software where the money's moving where it needs to go and things are coming out the way they need to come out. And you just kind of know this budget so well. You're looking at it. Maybe you have an app on your phone that tracks your budget for you and you just kind of mm -hmm. check in every week um, to see how you're doing, how much money is left. You know, am I hitting my goals, whatever the case is. But you want to be able to automate some things. And then eventually you just want to have this thing down, right? Like those are kind of the steps to getting into the habit of budgeting. But the first question oftentimes a lot of our listeners, clients, and prospects is, I make money, but like, where do I start, right? Like, I, I know I need a budget. I know it needs to go some places. It needs to go to a variety of different places. We're going to run down a priority list real quick, and then we're going to get mm -hmm. into the budgeting styles. I love it. So when it comes to, all right, guys, I make money. I make good money. I'm kind of comfortable, but I don't know what buckets. I want to do the right thing, but I don't know what buckets, where, when. Here we go. First things first, emergency fund, right? Like maybe this is just your starter emergency fund, but you got to have some money in the bank at this point that just sits there. It's not to be invested. It's not for you to be, you know, uh, trading. It's not just, just leave it in the bank. It is your first, first, first line of defense. I'm telling you right now, and it took me years to understand this. It took me years to understand this. I thought this was so beige and like the worst advice like give me something good give me the good tips what are what are, what are bill gates tips i want the warren buffett tips honestly you have to have at least a starter emergency fund that is your first line of defense when something goes wrong when you that boiler goes you need new tires the kids need braces whatever the case is and so that you do not have to take money from your actual investments so that you do not put this on your credit card and create egregious debt this money is sitting there to help you protect your budget and your wealth management plan to your 401k, your retirement savings, your 403b, your TSP, whatever it's called, your IRA, whoever. You have to then put money into your retirement plan. And I would say, like, if we're really going point by point, you want to start with, and I say start with the amount that your employer is going to match because you get a hundred percent rate of return on that. You put up a dollar, they put up a dollar. If that's all you can afford in the very beginning and you're young, that's your starting point. Agreed. Next, you got to start to get after this toxic debt, right? And that's specifically usually credit card debt. Anything with an interest rate that's higher than what you would probably be able to get as a return invested in the market is toxic debt. So things we don't consider as toxic debt, mortgage, student loan, things, you know, things like that. But your credit card, retail personal debt, loans, personal loan, payday loans, pay, oh, please y'all, payday loan, pawn shop loan. For, is there an interest on pawn shop loan? Hell yes. <laughs> yes. I, I thought you just don't get your stuff back. Like that's, you put collateral up. So you No, but if you want your, if you want your stuff back, then there's a rate. If you pawned it, you ain't want it back. But either way, toxic debt. You need to start to chip away at toxic debt. That literally is the next thing because, again, that is deteriorating your wealth quicker than anything else you can do under the sun. Next, number four, if you are have your starter emergency fund, you, you, start, you started contributing to your retirement plan, and you're chipping away at toxic debt, if there's money left, Next thing you know, you need to go back to that retirement. So as Alan mentioned, if you're just putting in enough to receive a match, now you need to max out, right? Mm -hmm. And that's going above and beyond what your employer is matching. Here's the thing. Your employer is not retiring with you. You got to take care of you. 
It doesn't matter if they're matching those dollars or not. You need to max out on your retirement savings. Then you need to go back to your emergency fund. If you just had that little starter emergency fund, like, listen, I'm sure I could cover, if I lose my job, I could cover about one month or I could cover four tires. You know how balling you got to be to be able to buy four tires at one time? Like, I could buy all four tires at one time. And now we need to put in multiple months of savings. So that, again, if something happens, you have multiple months of cushion and security. So go back to that emergency savings. Then let's get back into debt repayment. If you guys don't notice, it's a cycle. Emergency mm -hmm. fund, retirement, debt. Back to retirement, back to emergency fund, back to debt. And then last, the last, if you got, if you've done all these things, you listen. I'm, I'm maxed out on my retirement. I pay off my credit cards every single month. My emergency fund is thick. Listen, they could fire me tomorrow. I'm, I'm good with it. Mm -hmm. Next is to prioritize yourself. Yeah. Right. That's the next thing you do, and I think that's what we're talking about today. You, when you're prioritizing yourself, you're budgeting so that you can prioritize yourself. I think budget sounds super unsexy, but in reality, it really is prioritizing yourself putting a plan with your dollars so that you can reach your goals and feel a level of comfort and financial freedom eventually, even if it's not today. Thanks. So when we come back, we are going to talk about a variety of different budget styles, one or more, which we hope works for you. So stick with us. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we're the Momentum Advisors. So we are back. We're talking about budgeting. Again, this is for our listeners, but this is also for us because word on the street is Alan ain't got no budget. But more importantly, I think the point we're trying to make is literally budgeting is for everybody. Wealthy, not wealthy, trying to get wealthy, whatever the case is, you do need to have a plan for your dollars. That is the pure definition of a budget. It doesn't mean cut back. You know, budget is not synonymous with sacrifice. It really is. I just have a plan for all of my dollars. The plan may be to spend it, but you have a plan for it that you're aware of in advance. Facts. So the first budget tactic is called the zero-based budget. The zero-based budget is like a very meticulous way of budgeting where every single month your goal is to have your income and your expenses equal zero. So I when, like when I say... When, when I say expenses, I mean, saving is an expense in a mm -hmm. zero-based budget. So basically what you're saying is, look, if I bring in $8,000 for the month, I need to budget every single penny of where that $8,000 is going to go to the point where there's zero left over. Yeah. And you do that in advance, right? So this is for people who know how much they're going to make every single, you know, period. You have very consistent income. And that's probably like a lot of our listeners. If you're an entrepreneur, this might not really work for you. Your money probably comes and flows and kind of different seasons. But if you make a set salary and that's what you're getting, this could work for you. To Alan's point, this is for the more meticulous people who don't have a specific formula they want to follow. They literally just want to allocate every single dollar in advance. So to your point, if I bring home $8,000 a month, I know that 3000 is going towards a mortgage and rent. I've decided that 500 will go towards utilities, 200 will go towards cell phone bill, 450 goes towards groceries, 250 goes towards gas. Like you are you are and deciding right. <laughs> I mean like that's it. Like ain't, ain't no Beyonce tickets, oh, ain't no Martha's Vineyard. Oh, like like this no. is really like the person who's got the same income every every single month and they also expect to do similar things every single right. month without yeah. a lot of variability. This is the person who's not very exciting. If you're not very exciting, <laughs> you don't really do much. You don't, you know, you're not a spontaneous person. Don't nobody invite you nowhere. Like this is or, probably for you. Or the this is also for a very attractive person who gets taken out on a lot of dates. Ow. Like, and doesn't have to pay, man or woman. Mm, like no, woman or woman. Based budget, woman or woman. <laughs> <laughs> and you can be all those things, attractive and all that, and going out on a lot of dates. But if, as a dude, you're not paying for these dates, um, it, you need to abbreviate your line of profession. So, yeah, yeah no, to your okay, sure. For people who 
everybody's always tricking on you. Uh, this might be <laughs> great for, for you. you. Um, or again, if you're super not exciting, which I guess isn't a horrible thing, right? Like if you're not exciting, you, again, you're you're not interested in doing new things. Nobody's really inviting you anywhere. If they are, you know you're not going. Um, or you're not paying. Sure. So that's a distinction. <laughs> if you're a sex worker and you're not paying no, for your not outing. a sex worker. Not a sex worker. Okay. I got you. If you are, listen, ladies, if you are an attractive lady and... Or man. Or man. If you're, I'm not <laughs> subscribing to that. And I don't care. Y'all can call me whatever y'all want to call me. If you are an attractive man and you go out a lot, I need you to be paying for some of these drinks. I need you to be paying for some of these meals. Ladies... Well... To the ladies, um, if you are so good and the dating team, and you're in a strong dating pool, you got to be in a strong dating pool for this to even apply for Ro Allen. You've been out of the dating pool for a long time, so you don't understand. You can be super attractive, super charismatic as a lady, and these men still ain't paying for drinks. Like there's a lack of couth and that that exists in the world today. So yeah. if you're in a strong dating pool, ladies. And you are able to get all your meals and drinks paid for, then the zero base budget may be good for you. Again, you do need to be a more meticulous personality um, in that, again, you're not following any specific formula. You are setting a number and you are sticking to it and you are setting it well in advance. There's no sliding scale. There's no, you know, I'm willing to, I'm driving more this month. So the gas line item has to go up. Like you're doing a lot of the same things regularly. Maybe you don't drive. The Uber budget has to stay the same every month. But I will say this is probably the budget that gives budgeting a bad name. It is. Like, not everybody wants to live like that. So let's let's talk about some of the other budget techniques. Yeah. So the next one, I feel like people hear this so many times and y'all be setting y'all up. Yes. This is mine. This is where y'all okay. set yourselves up for failure. The pay yourself first budget. First of all, you are not going to ca categorize <laughs> me like that. Okay. My pay yourself budget has actually been working really well Lies. for the last two. I'm, I'm telling you, it's been working the last two years. I'll give it the last two years. The last two weeks. It's been working well years. for the last two weeks. And that's, yeah, that's because the month just started. But yeah, the pay yourself first budget is exactly what it sounds like. It is a budget method that focuses on savings and debt repayment, but you are setting aside a specific amount for yourself right now. First, you're here from first the from the gate. Here's the thing. Yourself includes your savings, which again, for us, that's yourself, right? Like I, people may feel like, oh my God, you want to put it in savings? I got to give my money away. Like it's yours. It's for you, right? So yourself includes your savings and includes paying off your debt. So when we say yourself, we don't mean the money that you go hit the streets with. It's that too, but it's also your savings and your debt payment. So you put that aside first. Yeah. So like in my example, right? So let's say I'm making 8,000 for the month. I might say 3,000 off the top is going into savings and okay. I can live on 5k. I like that. Yeah. And I try to make the 5k work, but you're not saying, okay, I'm going to spend 3,000 for sure at the club and buying clothes. I'm going to make the rest of the 5,000 work. That's, opposite. that's not opposite. what's happening. Right. So that's, yeah. it may sound like that from hearing pay yourself first, but the pay yourself First is for your savings. Yeah, that's a fact. And this is this is what it's been working, I'm telling you. So like we have multiple streams of income, thank God. And what I've been able to do is try to live on one stream or maybe one and a half streams of income. <laughs> and then the other one or two streams, I just try to save 100% of it because I really wasn't counting on that money for my day-to-day -day living. And so that's part of my pay yourself budget is to, at the beginning of the month, put a certain amount aside and then try to make the rest of it work. And it doesn't always work. I will say there are times when I need to dip back into the savings. Yeah, because Alan went average, to the Beyonce concert. And so I, first that, of all, I did not. that I, definitely changed the game. I went to every other concert though, and <laughs> I heard I hear that Beyonce gave quite a show. Yeah, yeah, okay, but yeah, the pay yourself budget. Also, I know at the top of the show we talked about like how do you prioritize these different buckets with the pay yourself budget. That's what you are doing also. So that as we just kind of like reference that example or sample three thousand dollars that you pull off the top, it is to take care of your things. It is to take again, it's to take care of your savings, your wealth creation, and you are living off of the rest of so the bills, 
discretionary income, kids tuition, all of that, that comes out of that remaining sample $5,000. Facts. Okay. So the next system, this is old school. Old school. This I is, don't this even is know. Like, Can this you still is like, do this? Because I was yeah. in the office the other day and y'all ain't had no envelopes. So <laughs> I don't know if so, people even know where to get envelopes. So this is like, like if you were to go to my father right now, my, my dad is 73 years old. God bless him. I love him. He's old school. He's he's the type of guy that still has the thick wallet with receipts in it and a wad of cash. Okay. He's got pictures of probably my baby picture and my wedding picture in his wallet. Like this, this is for the old school player. This is the envelope system of budgeting. And this is where you got to be all cash, which by the way, it's not that easy to do nowadays. Not nowadays, no. Not not only technology, but also there's a lot of because we're in a post-COVID world or current COVID world, like a lot of places don't accept cash. But in right. order to, to do the envelope system, you've got to go all cash. And at the beginning of the month, I feel like like rest in peace. I feel like your dad would have been good with the envelope system. First of all, my father didn't budget. Let's start there. But if okay. he did... But he would have been good no. with it. Oh, he'd have loved the envelopes. And he'd have had them envelopes ready every month for sure. <laughs> and I'll tell you one other thing. My father definitely... It had been a lot of change in them envelopes. Too. My <laughs> father did not play about his change. Dimes, nickels, pennies, and quarters. He did not play about his change. Oh, so can I, can his I tell envelopes about... would have been heavy as hell. Can I tell you about change for a minute? So my dad... So I, this is like the one of the worst spankings whoopings beatings i ever got as a kid i was cleaning up one day in my room and i accidentally swept a penny into the dustpan and mm -hmm. dropped it in the garbage oh you rich you think you rich me. i thought my dad was gonna kill me so to this day if i see change on the floor i don't care where i am i'm picking it up so i'm leaving i was in atlanta recently and i'm leaving the airport i went to tie my shoes and it was like 75 cents like randomly on the floor where people mm -hmm. have been sitting and apparently at that angle change was just flowing out of people's pockets flowing. Blessings were it, flowing. Was like, it was like way under the seat like please i had to get me. them now please I got, alan i got on my knees and i went under there and i got that change i did give it away uh to someone less fortunate later but that envelope budget system. Here's the thing. The fact that you were in Atlanta airport digging through seat cushions to get change, <laughs> that's probably the nastiest change that's ever <laughs> crossed this earth. And you should be concerned Whatever. about yourself. Second, the fact that you felt the urge to work that hard to get that change lets me know that the pay yourself first budget is not working for you. Oh, my God. It's oh not working God. for you. But listen, but, I appreciate money in all forms, man. I gave I gave it to charity. First mm -hmm, of all, mm -hmm. I got my hands dirty for charity. Mm -hmm. Okay, I accidentally gave four thousand instead of four hundred. <laughs> also, so but the, the envelope, envelope, go for yeah, it, the Alan. System. So you basically you you have envelopes for a variety of different things, right? You might have an envelope for your your rent. I don't know how you would pay your mortgage in cash, but let's see. You can. My father did it until the really? day that he died. So, yeah. Okay. So, absolutely. so, you got an envelope for your, your mortgage. You got an envelope for your groceries, an envelope for your, I guess you can't get Uber Eats at all. Um, you got an envelope for restaurants, perhaps. Um, you have an envelope for every single thing. And you put all of this, I guess, in your briefcase. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you put it in your man purse. Oh, my gosh. I, it's I in the house. Think, I do think guys probably should be able to carry purses. I'm not going to do it, but I will say the other day. Here's the thing. I Here's had so thing. much stuff I was carrying. <laughs> okay. And I wasn't using the envelope system. Let's, let's go ahead and just tell the truth. Alan carries too much stuff, period. <laughs> it's not. Okay. So it's not men as a whole unit need to be able to carry man purses because Alan always has too much stuff. Alan literally always is, he's always carrying papers, three different meals just in case, some snacks, an extra water, pair of shoes, water, lip balm. So socks, lip balm, lotion, Sanitizer. even though he don't even use lotion like that. So Alan is <laughs> I don't, always I don't carry lotion. Don't lie. <laughs> don't start making up stuff. <laughs> he carries a lotion bottle. It's empty though. So oh my gosh. Alan is always carrying things. Man, if you need a man purse, that's a problem. And the, my problem is the purse. Y'all got to call it something else. It could be a messenger bag. 
It could mm. be, um, you know, I don't want to call it a, a, they call it a waste bag now. Uh, that's just rebranded from fanny pack. But whatever you call it, the moment you start calling it a purse, I have a problem with it. And not because of gender roles. It's just because I want to be the only one with a purse. So you can have the same bag as me. Please just call it something else. A tote, whatever. Sure. Call sure. it so, whatever you want. So that's the envelope system. You know, the, the big downside is that it, you really need cash for it. I guess in reality, you could do this with bank accounts too. For sure. But you know, a certain amount in each bank account. And once that account gets low, now you got multiple debit cards though. Um, so that that's the envelope system. So next is a system that I think probably is the easiest to follow because it tells you exactly what to do. But with that, right? Like, does that work for everybody? Like, is there a cookie cutter formula that everybody's going to be able to abide by? It's the 50, 30, 20 budget okay. right, right. okay catchy. it's catchy 50 30 20 that equals 100 and it is straightforward and you allocating where your money goes and you just gotta agree to it right so 50 percent goes for your primary foundational expenses right mm -hmm. and so that is living I think just like, again, the things that you will need to be able to survive on this earth when I'm not talking okay. about your makeup and your hair appointment, like we are talking mortgage, yes. mm -hmm. utilities, insurance, like those okay. things, 30% okay. are discretionary expenses. Like they're important to you, like your cell phone, your car note, like they're important to you for sure. Um, but you wouldn't die if you didn't have them. But 30% okay. goes to your discretionary expenses. Also, if, again, if you have credit card debt, any type of other thing, because again, I know you may feel like credit card debt is necessary. It's not. You didn't need them two sweaters and them boots. Like these are things that you chose to go out and purchase. They're not requirements. And so that's discretionary expense. So your credit card debt and all that falls into that 30%. So I was gonna say, so maybe maybe you put your your groceries in the necessary bucket, mm -hmm. but you put restaurants in the discretionary. I agree, a hundred percent. You don't have to go to restaurants, um, but you know, I'm not saying that you shouldn't, but it's just saying where that money gets allocated. So again, fifty percent necessary expenses, thirty percent discretionary expenses, and Dating then that remaining goes there. Uh -uh. Dating goes into thirty percent discretionary. Okay, it's at my discretion. Okay, at your discretion. Okay. At your okay. discretion, if you date and who you date. Sure. If you're dating brokey, then you need to chill. Like you need to possibly date someone else who y'all can go back and forth. Maybe you pay for a date or maybe you pay for some of the dates and they pay for a date here or there. But if if you really love her, she's in your necessary expenses budget. Come on. That's sweet. Okay. That was sweet, okay. Alan. You try. Yeah. You if you really try. Love her, if you really love her. Okay. Put her in a necessary expense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. That was that was cute. It must, you know. Can, I'm sorry. I, I'm full of asides today. So I went to when I was in Atlanta, I went to see my nephews. I have a a, a sister cousin who's got four boys and they're and they're rappers. And I was listening I'm to sorry. some of their music. Stop. Just, just all four, all it. four of them are rappers. Really, they're all in the group, but only two of them really are the rappers. So the it's a rap two, group. So it's like the Migos. Yeah, they don't okay. even have a name yet. They're literally just calling themselves by their individual nicknames. So all so, four rap, but only two yeah. of them are good, is what you're um, saying? Really, only two of them are on most of the songs. And where are the other two? They just let them, they do they, features? They they hype men, like they might have a couple features here and there. But either way, like it's trap music. But what are the, what are the, <laughs> I can't wait till this song comes out. One of the um hooks was, I can't believe she blank the weed man <laughs> oh my god so just just based off of that little bit of information you gave this song isn't coming out <laughs> so it, you said well, i can't wait till it comes out it's not it's not I gonna come out and it shouldn't that. and so, it shouldn't come out alan yeah so like you know and what did you do when you heard the song did you did you i went crazy you went i went crazy These are my nephews <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. your responsibility which you're yeah. putting out in the world. I hope their last names are Boomer. I pray they're like, are their last names Boomer? Please. They're not. They're not. They should Jesus. be, but it's not. Because I want anyway, you to feel the wrath of what way, comes. 
for I the woman believe. who you love, you know, hopefully she's not with the weed man. Here's and the then thing. she could be in the necessary expenses. Nah, budget. bump that. If she is with the weed man, she's probably trying to cut down on your expenses. So she might be working <laughs> towards the greater good. Okay, fine. Fine. And the last 20%, this is really for your savings and your debt payments. Yeah, right. And so and this is the for you portion. So before yeah. in the pay yourself budget, you were putting this portion aside first in the 50, 30, 20 budget, 50% first is necessary expenses and the 30% is discretionary expenses. And then that remaining 20%, that's for you and your savings. That is for you. It's not that you come last, but you don't get the most. And that's probably the case in any of these budgets, but that comes after all these other things are allocated for. Now, here's the thing. 50, 30, 20, that's pretty rigid. And that might not work for you. You might be in a situation where you don't have to pay rent or mortgage. Maybe you're living with someone. Maybe your house is paid off. Maybe you're in a relationship and your spouse covers that expense. And so that's not something that you have to worry about in your budget. So maybe 50, 30, 20, those aren't your numbers. Those aren't your ratios. But the goal of this type of budget style is to set your ratios and stick to it. So maybe for you, it's 60, 20, 20. Maybe it's, if you're, you know, have aggressive lifestyle, maybe it's 70, 20, 10. Like you're not saving a lot of money, which ultimately is not the goal. But either way, you want to have a plan for your dollars. And so this indicates that you put together a formula, you abide by a formula every single month. Don't switch it up monthly. That is the mm -hmm. opposite of budgeting. But you set a formula that works for not only your lifestyle, but for your goals. And you stick to it every single month. That's probably my favorite budget, even though it's not the one that I do. 50, 30, 20. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. Alan does the just find some change budget. No. <laughs> Pay yourself first, man. Scrape for some change. And that is your budget. We have more to talk about. There are two other budgeting styles that we really do have to talk about. And then a couple of other tips. So stick with us. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we're the Momentum Advisors. Thank you so much for listening to the Momentum Advisors Show. This is Sean King, founder and CEO of the North Star. If you want to hear more shows like this, featuring black and brown voices on the most important issues of the day, head over right now to thenorthstar.com to discover all the podcasts we have to offer. We have over 500 different episodes from six different podcast series, and they're all great. Check them out. So we are back. Yes. We're still talking about budgeting. Mm -hmm. It's not a dirty word. I promise you. It does not mean sacrifice. It doesn't mean struggle. It just means I have a plan. It's also not something that we do. Whoa. In terms Speak of for yourself. Oh. Uh, like, like, like if you want to reach out to us. Oh, we, yeah. Don't talk about budgeting. It's just not our. That's not our job. Day. Yeah. Like, let's we, go ahead. We really. Yeah. We're really all about investing and planning. And budgeting is really something that folks should be doing on their own. Yes, correct. And so, but I will say this for our clients who, you know, for us, our job is we are wealth management. You have to have some wealth a little bit for us to manage it, right? Not a ton. A starter amount is fine. Starter amount, but you have to have something for us to manage. And our job is to manage what you have, yeah. not to tell you how to go get it. Yeah. Right. So that's the difference. And but if you are a client, yes, we can talk to you about your budget. We can point you in bit. the direction of some apps, mm -hmm. uh -huh. uh, give you a template or something. Uh, maybe we might send you, you the show. podcast. Right. Send yeah, you. We, we might we might, you know, tell you to skip past a couple of comments. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully this is giving you guys some ideas on how to handle your own budgeting. Two other budgets. The no budget. Mm -mm. I don't like this one. First of all, you do. Actually, you do like this. This budget consists of just not spending money that you don't have and just saying no. It's like drugs, mm. right? Wow. It's it's just saying no. So it's not as formal, to be honest with you. And honestly, a, a lot of y'all are try, probably trying your best. You In thinking that you don't have a budget, you're using the no budget, which means like you're looking at your bank account, right? 
uh, every once in a while or, or often. And when the money starts to run out, you start saying no. Mm. Like that. That's kind of that's kind of what I do a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's the end of the month. Kind of. <laughs> Alan has a hybrid, uh, a hybrid yeah. model. And... Yeah, I do a little. I'll, I'll mix it up a little bit. I got like a buffet of budgets. Yes. And so. That's what we should no, call this show. The, the budget buffet, buffet. The budget buffet. Okay. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, this is, listen, I, I'll, I'll look at my bank account regularly. I don't need to be putting out formulas. I don't need to start buying envelopes. I don't need to do all that. And when it starts to get bleak out here, I start saying no. Right. So mm. many people know that like the beginning of the month, people ask you to do something. You want to go out for drinks. You're trying to go to the party. Sure. You're trying to go to the, yeah, I'm Absolutely. out. And I need a new outfit. And I need my hair done. Towards mm-hmm. the end of the month, around the 26, 27, it, man. you start walking to work. You eating <laughs> leftovers. Okay? Can't nobody invite you to anything without you getting an attitude. And if you show up, your hair might be wrapped. So, Lord. listen, you, you probably subscribe to the no budget. Unfortunately, that's not really a plan. You're not really planning. You're not planning towards your goals. Um, and you're probably not going to set yourself up for wealth creation or just financial security as you get towards the age when you want to retire and when you want to switch things up. So the no budget exists, but I don't think we would describe it as a successful model. Yeah, I think part of the no budget, if we could just walk through the steps, you know, you talked about keeping an eye on your checking account balance. You might be using an app. The second thing is you have recurring bills that are hitting your account. The third thing is you do set aside some cash for some savings and, and and whatnot. But the biggest thing is you spend whatever's left. Like you're not spending money on a credit card with this budgeting technique. You're definitely not overdrawing your account. You're not taking out a payday loan. You're not borrowing money from your aunt and paying her back next week. Like the no budget really is about telling yourself no as your account balance gets low after you set aside some money for things like savings. Yeah, so so you're not overspending, but you also aren't really doing too much planning towards your actual goals either, right? Like at the end of the month, you're kind of at zero and you did not fully plan for how to take care of yourself for real. The last budget is a little bit more feel good. It's the values based budget. Mm. Right. And so this is typically for people who you're comfortable, like you make a good amount of money, you know what your expenses are, you you feel comfortable, you tend to be able to feel like you can move freely with your dollars, but you kind of still know that like, I got a budget, I got to be more mindful, I want to be more intentional about hitting my financial goals. And the values-based budget is just that. You are spending money based on your values rather than, you know, being so focused on these specific categories. Mm -hmm. So for some people, right, especially now, right, in the era of, you know, soft life, we're in the soft life era, Alan. I don't know if you're familiar you don't sound like you have a soft life. So I'm intimately aware of the soft life. (laughs) Because you're providing you're you're a soft life provider okay (laughs) sure but in this era of soft life right people are like listen the things that matter to me the things that i value are worth my money so if that's travel right if that's my own personal upkeep um if you have a really solid hobby if you love tennis i am going to put my money towards my values and i don't have an issue in sacrificing in other areas Mm, right and so that doesn't mean like paying your bills and it doesn't really it shouldn't even mean your savings but maybe you're like i'm willing to live in a less expensive place because i put my money towards travel that's what i value that is what serves me and so i'll put my money i'll put more money i'll allocate more money towards there so the 50 30 20 that don't work for me maybe it's 30 50 20 because again i will cut down in other areas so that i can put my money towards the things that i value while also, again, we're never going to tell you to get away from like savings and retirement and things like that. Maybe you are a foodie and you need, I need to go out to restaurants. I need to try the new spots. Literally, um, where I live right now, a restaurant opened earlier this week. Um, me and my boyfriend are definitely trying to get there, but it ain't, at least for me, it's not really in, in the budget. I didn't think about a budget, but I, you know, I have an overall like outside budget. 
But for some people, I'm not a foodie, so it really doesn't matter. I'm about to order the same thing I order everywhere else. It's not about to be all that special for me. But I like I like a vibe. I like an ambiance. But for some people, like you, you're a foodie. You need to try different foods. That's really important to you. There are people who love books, and you're always buying books. Some people love technology. You always need the new technology. You're a gamer. Like that's really or, really important to you. Or maybe your values budget has something to do with charity. Mm. Like, like I know Tiffany, you're a big time tither. I am as well. Facts. Um, I, I tithe off net, you tithe off gross, but we both tithe. Yes. And, or or maybe it's other charities like the Innocence Project or where you where you, you know, give money or whatever it may be. Like well, we give a lot of money to uh, our HBCU. Like that's a part of our values in terms of how we give away money. So what you are doing when it comes to a values-based budget is that you are assessing what's important to you. Again, it's not about what should be, what the rules say, what Ramsey says, what Momentum Advisor says, but like, no, for my own personal well-being, for me to be happy in this life, these are the things that I value. And so I'm going to shift all of my line items to fall in line with me being able to contribute and to support the things that I value. Oh, part of that might be the percentage of your discretionary budget that gets spent with black owned businesses. Mm-hmm. For sure. Part of it might be women owned businesses or small businesses. I think a lot of times we're not thinking about what our money says about us. And this is one of those ways where you can have an impact. Yeah. And I will say this, this budget is not for people who lack discipline, right? Because that's when you're just choosing vibes every time. Right. That's not what this is. You have to, again, you got to be a little more comfortable in your income versus expenses. Um, you know, you can't be scratching and surviving and want to go the route of the values based budget. It's just not going to help you get to your goals. It may feel good in the moment, but ultimately you're not going to set yourself up for financial success. Um, again, this is also, if you don't have discipline, this is not for you. Like at, at this point, you're bluffing, you're calling it values based budget, but you aren't budgeting anything um, at all. You really want to be intentional about these dollars in advance, again, while also being honest and true to what's important to you. So again, if you're not disciplined already, this ain't for you. You probably need one of them formulas uh, for sure, at least to get started. And I think that's the other thing to mention. I know we were joking about Alan having a hybrid budget model. You are not going to need to stay in a certain budget model forever. Like maybe you graduate to the next one. You know, maybe the goal is to get to a values-based budget. But right now you got to start at that 50, 30, 20 because you don't have a hold on your expenses yet. You don't have a hold on where your dollars are going. You are not planning adequately for every single dollar that comes into your household. But once you get it down, you might be able to loosen things up a little bit and switch budget models. So we've talked about a variety of budgets. Hopefully one of these works for you. Honestly, I think there's a little bit from each budget that can work for every single person. But honestly, there's nothing wrong with getting on a budget. You are literally just planning every dollar. That's it. Please stop thinking that when someone mentions budget, they're trying to tell you don't buy the latte. Like that's not what that means. Again, it just means time to put a plan in place. I am working hard every day to bring money home. Now I need to plan for what I want that money to do in order to support my lifestyle and to support my goals. So once you select a budget model, again, try to automate it at a certain point. You do need to continuously check your progress. Is it working? Are you getting closer to your goals? Are you paying down your debt? Do you have an emergency savings? Um, you know, Are you putting money away? Are you feeling freer? If it's stressing you out, you might need to switch up budget models, but you don't want to switch out budgeting. You don't want to stop doing it. So just stick with it. It is for everybody. It is for everybody at every dollar amount. I guarantee you, you can meet the wealthiest people on the planet and they have some sort of budget in place. I know they don't have no envelopes around their house, but I'm sure <laughs> there's something that they are doing where they are planning for every dollar that comes in and goes out. And we gave a lot of different ideas. So mix it up, get it done. We'll be back next week. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we're the Momentum Advisors. Momentum.